Howdy how, this is Aswi, and you're listening to Brown Men Won't Jump. Welcome, everyone, to the Brown Men Won't Jump podcast. Today, we're going to be taking a little sidestep from our usual day-to-day NBA conversation and talking about an interesting topic, which is, what is the NBA and its future with expansion? And to do that, we have Anushan. Yo, what is good, guys? Aswi. Howdy how. And AC. What's up, what's up, guys? And I am Nassal, and we're going to go straight into that conversation. All right, guys. So expansion is not a new topic. This has been thrown around for years. But whenever Adam Silver has been asked about it, he's always denied it outright. However, last week when he was asked about it, Adam Silver said that the NBA is looking into it. And in Adam Silver speak, that means it's basically happening because he's someone who always picks his words very carefully. Not to mention, almost all industry experts agree that expansion up to 32 teams is definitely going to happen with bidding for new teams to start in about a year. So what do you guys think? Is expansion a good idea? Is there enough talent to go around? Does it even make financial sense? I think the NBA has a lot of parity issues um, as far as, you know, the top teams in the league and how the bottom teams in the league have a have a chance and have a future. Um, so in that way, I, I do have questions about expansion. But that being said, I think that's a problem with 30 teams. I think that's going to be a problem with 32 teams. And really, uh, I think the next collective bargaining agreement is really going to decide that. So I do think that there the NBA should be aware of concerns of talent dilution with expansion. But ultimately, I think it's going to be a marginal thing. Um, the, the business of the NBA is booming. It's really successful. I, I think it would be a great opportunity for them to expand. Yeah, sort of taking the stance a little bit away from the financial side. I think just as far as like us being basketball fans is concerned, there's so many cities that have like really good basketball culture that have never really had a chance to like really have a team or maybe at some point uh, there were cities that did have a team like Seattle, which I'm sure we'll get into, but that's had teams that have really good basketball culture and programs, but you know, things change and as the time changes, things move on. But again, I, I do really think that from a fan's perspective, it's going to be really good to see uh, a lot of different cities that have a lot of good basketball culture, maybe have a potential to get a team. And I'm sure we'll be going into a lot of that talk today. Yeah, I mean, the NBA is the only one of the four major sports with just 30 teams, right? I mean, the NFL and the MLB have long had 32 teams, and the NHL just added its 32nd team in Seattle. And I think one of the advantages of, of doing this is that it, it can it can help save off some of the anticipated revenue loss from COVID, because when a new team is added, the cost of purchasing that team is divided up evenly amongst all the owners, because the NBA players don't get a check with these kind of things. So it could actually help keep these businesses afloat when they're getting much less revenue than they used to. As for Nissel's point about dilution of talent, I mean, yes, in the 90s, that, that was kind of an issue. I mean, people remember us as a great era of basketball, but reality was it was an era where there were some really good teams and lots of teams that had just expanded and weren't good enough. So you got teams racking up wins against te- opponents that had literally no chance against them. But I'm a little bit less worried about that now for a couple of reasons. One, I think the NBA actually has a lot of talent. Right. I mean, you could easily add 15 players. There are 15 more players capable of playing in the NBA out there in the world. And I, I think there's actually a lot of stars. I mean, the issue is, that Nissa was talking was more that stars are congregating in a few places, but there are enough stars to go around. It's just a matter of creating a system that spreads them out more evenly. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that from a revenue standpoint, adding two teams will definitely help. But also from expansion of the game, when you think about prospects internationally for new franchise markets, I just can't shake the issue of parity when adding another two teams. And the reason is we have 30 teams right now. And we were discussing about how league parity is still not where it should be. And I just don't feel like adding two teams will really help that problem. I don't deny that there are 15 more people who deserve to be on an NBA roster who could fill that roster. I'm just talking about top-level talent and overall competition in the league. I don't know if adding two teams will really do much to help it. In fact, I think it might even hurt it. Regardless of our feelings about this, guys, this is going to happen. I mean, it, all industry experts basically agree on this. Adam Silver doesn't speak lightly. And Aswi, you mentioned, and Anishan, you both mentioned Seattle. You know, that is one thing that I think is a huge benefit, is bringing the Sonics back. I mean, that's one of the teams when I was a child that was in literally in NBA Finals, right? It wasn't even that long ago the Sonics were still around. People forget this, but Kevin Durant was actually drafted by and played his rookie season for Seattle. And this is a situation where the NBA really screwed over a city, specifically David Stern and 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 Clay Bennett as well, because they wanted the citizens to of Seattle to pay for a new arena. And when, in my opinion, rightfully, they said they didn't want to do that or that they didn't want to make additional adjustments to the arena they had that Stern and the NBA wanted them to make, David Stern took that very personally and made an example out of the city. And Clay Bennett you know, bought this team, promising to keep them there, but he's from Oklahoma City and seemingly now, in retrospect, always wanted to move a team there. If you look at Nielsen's uh, 2019 largest market rankings, Seattle is actually the 13th largest market in the country, too. So if you think about it from that perspective, that's an additional reason why. It's really crazy. Um, Obviously, the NBA really did the city really dirty when it left. Um, But from a pure business perspective, it's the 13th largest market, and and it's a massive opportunity that the league's missing out on. I just feel like this is pretty obvious, right? It's basically a given that Seattle Supersonics are going to be back, right? Or am I just taking all of this for granted? I I, I think so, also. I mean, they have so much history, right? I mean, you know, first of all, their their name is so cool, right? The Supersonics, like they're named yeah. after the Boeing jets that are right I, out of. I hundred percent agree with that. That's it's it's awesome one of the coolest name. names. Like their their jersey colors were so cool. Like the their green, you know, was a, sort of different than the Boston green, but had a cool vibe to it. This is, this is a team that won a championship in 1979 where Dennis Johnson was named Finals MVP. You know, it's a pretty legendary run they have there. And then, you know, of course, you can't forget the 90s with, you know, the glove and Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and the two of them together. I, just recently, they were on NBA TV and they had this episode where they were talking about reminiscing on their days in the 90s and, and the various battles they had against Utah and against the Bulls. And it's crazy to me that they, that team doesn't exist anymore. The other thing is they're an incredibly passionate fan base. When they were around, they're one of the loudest arenas in the league. So it's it's really sad that a team that was passionate about the, their uh, their their Sonics lost that team. And uh, Nissal mentioned uh, that they're a large media market. They also have a lot of extremely rich people. There are a lot of tech billionaires. So if someone like Mark Cuban said recently that he he wants a, a new franchise fee coming in to be something you know, north of three billion dollars, and that might seem like a lot. But Seattle's one of the few places with a lot of people who actually can afford that. You know, maybe Jeff Bezos, you know, does you know puts in money and saves his reputation a bit, uh, which has taken a hit in, in Seattle area in recent years. 
And maybe he, he's, he's one of the many people who could potentially come in and put in a big offer for to bring a team back to Seattle and kind of become a hero in that region. No, yeah, definitely for sure. And like you mentioned the like vast uh, like NBA history that lies within the Seattle Supersonics. And I'm going to throw a name out there that for other like basketball historians, like they're going to be like, oh, shit, like that guy. But I'm going to talk about Spencer Haywood. Bro, Spencer Haywood, back when he was playing with the Sonics, that boy was nasty. He was such a good player during his time. And, like, you have a bunch of these really uh, cool and obscure names like that. Most people wouldn't even, like, bat an eye at, like, a guy like Spencer Haywood. But, like, he was a really, really, like, underrated player for his his time. Great rebounder. Like, really, like, athletic uh, big during his time. So, I don't know. Like, I, I think of guys like that and just, like, the history behind the the Sonics as a franchise and I just think it's a shame like you said that you know they're no longer around it's it's just terrible and and to that history that Anushan mentioned in the 1979 title um let's be clear if the Lakers and Los Angeles are gonna count those Minneapolis Lakers titles you best believe if they go back to Seattle that that title uh is back on that franchise's uh docket yeah no question actually they've Unlike a lot of teams, like if you think about the the Sacramento Kings, right? So when Kansas City and, and first Rochester Royals, and then became the Kansas City Royals, that the same franchise titles carried over. But with with Seattle, they actually made a thing that they were going to keep their franchise history. So technically, the Thunder are a fresh franchise and uh, does not include the Seattle championship. So they actually preserved that championship. To your point, Nissel. So the Sonics for sure, definitely a cool team, but. I think a team that I would like to see be brought back is the Vancouver Grizzlies. So surprise, surprise, the Canadian yeah. wants another Canadian team. Ooh, Canada. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, guys, just hear me out. Hear me out, though, right? Okay, listen. So for years, right, I always thought that Vancouver needed a team back because I felt that when the Grizzlies were first in Vancouver, they didn't really benefit from having a good fan base around them because, like, at the time, basketball just simply wasn't popular in Canada right like it was and uh, most of the hype was actually found in Toronto when both the teams uh expanded and were brought are made in 1995 so obviously this had a lot to do with like the star power that was associated with both the teams so the Raptors had like big big drawing names like Damon Stoudemire T-Mac and obviously the big drawing being Vince Carter and if you put that in comparison to what the Grizzlies had at the time with like Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, uh, Mike Bibby, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, and good old big country Bryant Reeves, like <laughs> big country. Yeah. The two, like it, the comparison is just lacking, right? Like it's obviously one team just has these huge names and other team and Grizzlies have big country, right? So with that being said, I, I, I understand sort of where the draw away from the Grizzlies came and like why they just weren't a team that was supported as heavily. But look, we have to like kind of move forward and look at what basketball is right now in Canada. So we see that with how basketball in Canada spread all over the country. And this is really prevalent now in the West coast. And this is really, this is something that came off of the Raptors 2019 championship, right? So when they won that chip, there's a bunch of articles that came out during the time about how a lot of these uh, basketball programs in Vancouver were starting to like really see a lot more draw from the youth in, in the areas. And a lot of people started showing a much more interest. And I think it just makes sense because 
the Raptors as a team were supported not just by the people of Toronto, but all over Canada. And I feel like, yes, like while Toronto will always sort of still have that draw as Canada's team, I feel like with the emergence of like talent that's in uh, Vancouver itself, because remember, guys, Kelly Olynyk is from British Columbia and basketball legend and current NBA head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, Steve Nash, is also from British Columbia. So I feel like with- for those of us who are not American, not Canadian, uh, most of us here are American. Yeah. Uh, what What is British Columbia? So British Columbia is the province which Vancouver is located in. So to put it in your terms, I guess, imagine British Columbia is a state and Vancouver is a city in that state. And it's on the West Coast for those it's who don't know the Canadian Coast. geography. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For those who don't know the Canadian geography. But yeah, no, I mean... I just feel like the game is starting to really expand and a lot more kids are being drawn to playing and watching basketball in British Columbia. So I feel like a resurgence of another team in Vancouver where things can be done properly is something that they really need. Anushan, I actually have a question for you. Um, As someone who doesn't know anything about Canada outside of maple syrup and Justin Bieber, (laughs) um, my understanding, at least, you know, being the Wikipedia guy that I am, I see that um, Vancouver is the third largest uh, city population wise and and Montreal is actually number two. Um, I know, obviously, the NBA has a history with the city of Vancouver. But if you put that aside, I'm kind of curious, is there a reason why if you are if we are deciding on another um, Canadian team to join the NBA, uh, why is it Vancouver and not another city like um, Montreal or even Calgary? Well, from what I know, again, I'm one, I'm not from Montreal, so like I don't really know too much about their culture itself, and nor am I from British uh, British Columbia. But from what I know about Montreal, they're a huge hockey city, and they, I think they will forever be a huge hockey city. There's only one basketball player I can think of off the top of my head that's in, in the NBA that's from Montreal, and that's Chris Boucher, who plays for the Raptors. But... um. Other than that, I can't even think of any sort of like basketball talent that's ever been like hailed from there, nor has the sport ever been super popular in Montreal. So for those reasons, plus like people in Quebec, like uh, they're they're a bit strange over there. So there's already a lot of things going on as far as like political things as well, which I won't really be getting into. But um, as far as like, again, basketball culture just is concerned, I just feel like that sort of draw and appeal just lies more within vancouver more so than it does in montreal so i guess that would be my answer for your question interesting you know montreal's uh, known for the strip clubs so i'm sure <laughs> they won't the uh, montreal nba team won't have much trouble uh recruiting james harden or paul george yeah i i may have visited one or two in my day in the past so yes. i can't i can't hate on that <laughs> montreal has culture just not basketball culture <laughs> Well, Anushad, to, to piggyback on your points about Vancouver, uh, you know, a lot of reasons the Grizzlies left the first time had nothing to do with the lack of fan support. The biggest factor was actually the Canadian dollar was very weak at that time. So it became very difficult to support an NBA franchise unless you were really selling out the way the Raptors were. And also Canada's high taxes made it difficult to attract players there. And that's an issue, by the way, that the Raptors face even to this day. And also, the team was never owned by Canadians. It was first owned by a Seattle businessman, John McCaw, and then later by Chicago businessman, Michael Heisley. And neither of them showed any real love for the area. And then the locals also kind of had a bit of an antagonistic relationship with them. And the other thing is they actually had 
pretty decent attendance. So the first four seasons, they had solid middle of the pack NBA attendance. It just wasn't Toronto's level as, you know, extremely high attendance. But the, the reality is over that time, they just lost way too much. And as you said, they didn't have enough star power. So by their fifth season, Vancouver had become a, a bottom three team in attendance. And then, you know, after six season, they left to become the Memphis Grizzlies, which for those of you who have ever been to Memphis, there's definitely no freaking Grizzly Bears in Memphis. But you know, there's, <laughs> also, there's also no Jazz in Utah as far as I know. So, <laughs> yeah, so like we could have a whole podcast about absurd, awkward names in the NBA. Oh, lakes in, there's no lakes in LA either, guys, from Minneapolis. So <laughs> this is a thing that happens in the NBA. See, look, the prospect of the Vancouver Grizzlies coming back is something that is an idea that's been flirted with for years. But I just don't see it actually happening from a business perspective, right? Look, the the Supersonics, as we discussed, are basically guaranteed to return. So why would the NBA cut into that market fan base, right? Vancouver would be redundant. You could serve those NBA fans in Vancouver by just having the Supersonics. The Sonics as a franchise is a much bigger and better franchise than the Vancouver Grizzlies ever were. That being said, because they are not in Canada, I guess the people of Vancouver may not have that added level of connection. It it won't belong to them. Getting past that, they're fighting an uphill battle with free agents. Because, I mean, look, no one wants to move to play in a country that has snow 10 months of the year. Not to mention, they face paying federal and provincial taxes in Canada, as well as federal and state taxes in the U.S. Though it should be noted that at least with Ontario, different than British Columbia, I'm aware, the combined tax rate in Ontario is less than a percent higher than California's combined tax rate. So people tend to overstate the extra taxation that players in Canada get. But I I still think that stigma will stay and it'll be hard for the Vancouver team to attract any real free agents. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, that's a problem that the Raptors in general have always had, right? Like, there's this obvious thing, just being across uh, in a different country and having to deal with, like, taxation. Um, also, like, DeMar DeRozan actually had stated before as well that when he used to play for the Raptors, he, he found it really draining and, and terrible to have to always go through like border control and security and things like that. When they would fly to the U S and come back to Canada, they'd always have to do stuff like that. Right. So from like that perspective, if the same thing would apply, if they were in Vancouver as well. So, I mean, again, like from a business standpoint, I can totally see the argument against it, but uh, from a fan's perspective, if I was to put myself in their shoes, I could only see like good positive things to come, especially given 2021. Right. So there's only so much to go up from here. Right. Like, isn't, isn't the biggest challenge the elephant in the room with this situation is that Vancouver and Seattle are so close to each other, right? If you're expanding the the, the league two teams, are you really going to concentrate the two additions to this one hyper-specific area? Exactly. Well, listen, I have a counter-argument to that. I mean, I, I think the second most likely location, we'll get to it, is probably Las Vegas. So, the, I mean, you can argue that Las Vegas is, like, really close to L.A. And then, you know, Seattle isn't even that far from Portland. I mean, like, like the point is, like, no matter what two pick, cities you pick, unless you're really going internationally, I mean, you're going to have some degree of cities that are relatively close to each other, right? I mean, I think when, you, when you're crossing country lines, you're legitimately reaching a whole different audience. We're, we're talking about a, a Vancouver market that didn't even want to support the Grizzlies because their owner was from Seattle. So why would they support the Sonics? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fair. 
let's transition to some of the more um, tantalizing opportunities. And for me, um, that has to be Mexico City, right? Mexico City is bar none the most interesting opportunity, not only for the league, but I, I would say for any sports team across the country and all of our four major sports. I mean, it's you're entering a completely new um, region of the world, right? Um, you're entering a completely new market. Um, you're, you're entering an audience that has had some exposure to basketball through those preseason games, but, you know, really hasn't had that kind of focus. So it's just such a huge opportunity for the league as global ambassadors of basketball to really grow the game. I agree with that. It's the 19th biggest city in the world. Can you believe that? Home to 21 million people. And because there are no professional American teams there, it's an opportunity waiting to be grabbed by the NBA. And there are loads of rich investors there. Not to mention, Mexico City Arena is fairly new. I think it was 2012 that it was built. The problem, though, is like I said, with attracting free agents, with the taxation, and let's not forget, they're coming into a city where the primary sport is soccer or football, as they say, right? So there's no built-in fan community that will really welcome in new free agents. And it's just hard to convince players to move to another country. And, and really, the elephant in the room here is politics. If we're saying this is supposed to happen within the next year or so, look, the Biden administration has a lot of wounds to heal when it comes to U.S.-Mexico relations. And so I feel like while this Mexico City expansion will probably happen eventually, I just don't think that the political climate is there right now for within the next year, the NBA to expand into Mexico City. Yeah, Aswi, you mentioned um, the idea between how players have to go to different countries. And I actually really think that's a very important concept to bring up because if you think that like players who come to Canada think they will have it a lot harder and a lot different, imagine them going to Mexico where you know people don't really even speak the same language, right? Like there's like small differences here from in Canada than to the US, but imagine the differences between the US and Mexico where it's it's totally different, like a different lifestyle completely, right? So I just don't think that from like that perspective, because we know how picky NBA players can be at times, right? So it's going to be a hard thing for them to adjust to. Uh, so I don't know the like the practicality of the move itself, regardless of you know the p- political implications and financial implications that would also obviously be considered. Well, I mean, the NBA has clearly shown interest in expanding here. I mean, you've seen that not only for the fact that they always play at least one preseason game in Mexico City. They've even had a couple of regular season games where the Spurs have gone there and kind of use it as a quote-unquote home game. And so they they want to expand there for all the reasons that Nissal and, and you guys have, have mentioned. But I think there's other challenges that you haven't even gotten to yet. I mean, one of them is altitude. So Mexico City is a higher altitude than even Denver. And Denver always has presents all kinds of challenges for NBA players. I mean, Michael Jordan used to say that playing in Denver was like a nightmare. It was the, the place he hated to play with because the altitude bothered him so much. So you're talking about even higher than that. And then uh, the currency conversion is an issue, right? So we talked about how the weakening dollar kind of sunk the Grizzlies in the 90s. Well, the peso just might not be strong enough of a currency for an ownership group to generate enough revenue at the gate to justify buying in. And then the other thing is, much like the Raptors, there's going to be issues of traveling teams having to go through customs every trip they play when they go there. And, And NBA players absolutely hate that. And so they're not going to be fans of having to go to Mexico City, much less having to live there, as Anushan and Aswi mentioned. And the other thing that no one has yet talked about, which needs to be said, 
is that fairly or unfairly, Mexico City has the reputation of being a dangerous place. Now, I think this is a bit unfair because, I mean, you know, you look at L.A. or Detroit, there's certainly areas of those cities that are very unsafe. But I think when you have a reputation and there's other alternatives of, of cities that are pre- perhaps are not considered to be as dangerous, I think it's hard to get momentum to, to, to make a change like that and to go to Mexico City. Yeah, I get it. All of those cons are for real. Although I'll be shocked if Michelle Roberts can really use that uh, customs as a reason not for the NBA. Not <laughs> um, that being said, um, ultimately, right, there's so many barriers like distance is the biggest reason why the NBA can't, at least in the immediate future, expand to Europe or Asia. Right. This is a new market and that is almost as tantalizing as those areas, but it's actually realistic to actually to get there right so i think that's i think ultimately that's what's going to keep it at the top of adam silver's mind well this all i got another one for you that it's probably less likely to be in mexico city but it would be really interesting and i actually credit to my wife who i, I mentioned this topic to and she suggested this as a place and i was like actually a really cool idea um how about puerto rico like maybe we can make it san juan puerto rico right so it is all the advantages of expanding the nba to an entirely new region but unlike mexico city or vancouver There'd be no need for like visiting players to actually have to go through customs. And it could still help broaden the NBA's appeal in the Caribbean and Latin America. It actually has a rich basketball history already, right? So think about Puerto Rico shockingly defeating the United States in the 2004 Olympics, which is frankly fucking embarrassing because it was like losing to the 51st state. You know, so it, it, it really sucked. But it showed that they really have enough of a passionate base to build a team that could beat us. And they've actually produced NBA players, like the first being Butch Lee back in the day, and you know more recently Carlos Arroyo, who had you know rolled a lot of good teams. And the NBA could also be a powerful tool and help lifting a province that, frankly, just needs economic assistance. So, they, you know, having NBA in could help you know boost the local economy and bring a lot of increased international attention into Puerto Rico. Uh, now, granted, I'm not saying that this is like a, a slam dunk case because i do think it's one the distance if mexico city is too far for teams like on the west coast imagine like a team like portland having to fly all the way to puerto rico uh so that that's a serious challenge and i also think that the economy is struggling so badly there in puerto rico that it's debatable if they could support an nba team at least in the short term to where an investor would say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna create a team there and and bring them to puerto rico yeah i think that's interesting right I think one of the biggest things is that uh, who who what owner is interested in going to Puerto Rico? If there are some, I think that makes it a discussion, and I think that's really interesting. I actually wonder, um, and you know, maybe the national politics scene in and in, in the United States might shape this, but uh, I imagine if Puerto Rico were to ever become a state, that um, that would really help the case for uh, an NBA team looking to move to Puerto Rico, right? So I wonder if that's something, maybe not for the immediate future, but something that might be a factor for Puerto Rico in the league long term. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting that it's it's an idea. Um, I, I'm just curious because I don't, I, at least to my knowledge, um, I know the NBA has done exhibition games in Puerto Rico before, but I haven't really heard much about exhibition games happening in Puerto Rico over the last couple of years. So I wonder if the league's head is there, um, but it's definitely an interesting location to me. Well, Nissel, I got another one for you. Let's focus a little more domestically to a city that you and I travel to you know, right before COVID, we had a nice little trip here. Um, how about Nashville, Tennessee? What do you think about that? It's actually, by the way, a very highly rumored place. This could really actually happen that we could have a Nashville NBA team. Yeah, I mean, super interesting, right? Um, and uh, it, 
we have a team obviously in Memphis, but Nashville and Memphis, very different cities. I, I haven't had the pleasure of being to Memphis, but um, to anyone having the questions of, well, is, isn't one team in Tennessee enough? Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not because Nashville has a separate identity to its own. It's one of America's most iconic cities. So um, putting putting the league there would be definitely be an interesting opportunity. Well, and the other thing is we know that Nashville can support sports teams. All the other major sports have teams in Nashville already. And and I agree with you that Tennessee having two teams might seem weird, but Memphis is so different and, and far enough away from Nashville that uh, I, I think it's very possible that it could work. They also have a legitimately cool and unique nightlife. Now, granted, it's different from the nightlife of Atlanta or New York City. Uh, it's more of a country music scene. But, you know, the, the Jimmy Butler types will totally be at home there or maybe like a Carl Malone kind of guy. You know, so um, there are NBA players who enjoy that kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I think diversity comes in a lot of different ways. Right. And I think the league is looking to expand itself regionally and looking to put itself in new cities. But the NBA culture has also evolved a ton over the last 10, 20 years. Right. And adding some of that country music culture into its portfolio, I think, would definitely be a net positive thing for the NBA. So, you know, obviously, I think hip hop culture is what really runs dominant. Um, but I don't think uh, I don't think that, uh, I, you know, I think adding country music could be a, a possible beneficial move for them for sure. It all goes back to the point about expanding the game, right? You know, when you think about how the NBA did last year, as far as ratings are concerned, and even to an extent, the impact of its Black Lives Matter support, how it hurt NBA support in these southern areas, I think in some ways, Nashville could be a great way of kind of getting those NBA viewers back, the people who might have been turned off. Well, now they have a team for themselves right in the heart of Nashville. My only concern, though, is, is there enough of a market there for these guys? Again, Memphis is, what, like three hours away from there? So I I just question how much of a market they'll be there. And, you know, the NBA typically likes to go to smaller cities where the other sports have limited influence. And if they're the last of the party with all three other major sports there, I just feel like from a business perspective, I don't know if the NBA would want to do that, but it's possible. You know, it is, it has an emerging tech scene and there is money thrown, a lot of money thrown around there. So it's possible. Well, hey, Aswe, if Nashville can have a hockey team of all teams and franchises, (laughs) they for sure can have a basketball team. In my opinion, I wonder how many people in Nashville can even ice skate. <laughs> it's hilarious that they have a hockey team. Yeah, no reason they can't have a basketball team. What I'll say, though, is another reason against Nashville is actually um, another city that's in close proximity, right, which is Louisville, Kentucky, which is, a, 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 you know, an area that has a tremendous basketball history through the college basketball team, through um, uh, being a city that was previously an ABA team. Um, so uh, and I believe, you know, Louisville's a, a, a city that's only a couple hours out in Nashville. So I, the, the way I envision, at least in my head, Adam Silver's whiteboard being, you know, with these stuff is he's sort of like, you know, if you're expanding to two teams, you have to make a lot of tough calls. And I imagine you group a lot of these cities together. And it's not that I don't think Nashville has merit, but I think if you look at Nashville and Louisville side by side, I, I think Louisville might be a, a more compelling option. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think Louisville... It's very seriously in consideration. You saw the Raptors 
who are now playing out of all places in, in Tampa Bay because uh, not because of anything to do with the Raptors, but because uh, the United States couldn't get their COVID situation under check and they don't want to have people traveling from the United States to Toronto. Uh, they strongly consider Louisville, and if not for a few things happening, like some of the recent racial injustice stuff that happened in Louisville, I think it would have happened. Uh, they have an incredible basketball history at, at the college level. They've supported ABA team before, as you mentioned. Um, it, it's a different state that I think likes basketball a lot, but has never had an NBA uh, team. So I think that would be a great place for the NBA to expand to. Yeah, look, I, I think Louisville is an awesome idea. Uh, the basketball history is definitely there. Um, I mean, look, they even have an NBA-ready arena. <laughs> the KFC Yum Center, right? <laughs> Man, I mean, what, what a name for an arena. I would totally, totally go to the KFC Yum Arena. So ridiculous. I mean, it, that, that is uh, Kentucky at its finest, right? But, I mean, look, think about it. Kentucky Colonels, uh, there would be a legal battle there, but it'll be, it'll be fun to bring back that team name. Um, but I almost feel like I'm being like a Debbie Downer. Because every time someone brings up an expansion city destination, I always come up with the yeah, but well, in this case, my yeah, but is, well, think about Louisville. It's the same size as Memphis and OKC. So is the NBA really going to want to buy into another mid-sized city? And given that it's a mid-sized city, there aren't many billionaires that are just ready to purchase a team like that. So you're going to have to come up with some messy group bid, which can lead to many complications. And let's not forget, because Louisville is a small city, there are going to be relatively few major corporations to buy up arena suites. And it's not like the Yum Center hasn't already had issues with leasing the university. But perhaps the thing we're not considering when we talk about Louisville is the Pacers are only 100 miles away. You're telling me they're not going to have issue with another team coming in and taking some of their fan base? So while Louisville is a great option, I just don't see the NBA doing it from a business standpoint. Ozzy makes a good point, but can we just take one second to appreciate the fact that he just said Yum Center? Like, doesn't that just sound amazing? The Yum Center? <laughs> Definitely better than the Smoothie Cake. <laughs> smoothie King Center. We're, we're at the peak of NBA terrible arena names right now. There's some horrible names around the NBA. <laughs> so guys i think it's time we talk about probably the most likely team of all which is las vegas now for years all four major sports stayed the hell away from las vegas because there was a fear that teams and players and officials could be influenced by the cedar aspects of gambling right things like fixing games now i always thought that this was a bit silly because players and officials and teams don't need to be in vegas to be influenced by that stuff right so think about like the famous sports fixing scandals, like the Black Sox scandal, right? That took place in New York. And the Donnie situation was occurred, you know, at least allegedly due to influence of mob in New Jersey. So I never understood that this, 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 this hesitation. And Adam Silver was big on pushing uh, the change to allow legal sports betting outside of Vegas, which now is a thing in a lot of states, uh, probably most states that you guys are listening from, you can actually play sports bets now, which is, has changed everything. And now there's much less stigma associated with Vegas. And you've already seen the NFL moving into Vegas, right? Because it's just a huge market. It's a famous international city. Obviously, the players would love going to Vegas on trips. Can you just imagine the home court advantage the Vegas team would have when all the hungover players are trying to play there <laughs> after a night out in Vegas? 
Yeah, a bit too much enjoyment, to say the least. They might have to ban James Harden from playing against <laughs> the Vegas team. Or Paul George, for that matter. <laughs> Ultimately, right, this, this yeah. podcast might be pointless in retrospect. Because Adam might just be like, okay, it's uh, Seattle and Vegas, and might call it a day, right? Um, because uh, v- Vegas really is is that uh, is that kind of team, uh, that kind of city. The NBA has been all over Vegas. I think this is a shoe in. I, I agree. I, if, if I had to put a ranking of like the teams that I think are most likely or the cities that are most likely, I think it's Vegas and then everyone else. Aside from Seattle, right? I think including Seattle. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. That would be, that'd, that'd be sad if true, but I, you're probably right from a purely business perspective. That, that makes sense. Yeah, the NFL beat the NBA to Vegas, so I think I think everyone's trying to get in there right now. And it's not like the NBA hasn't already had a significant presence there, right? Summer leagues there, USA basketball. LeBron even used to own a house there because he thought there'd be tons of NBA events there. And if you look at the Raiders and the Golden Knights of the NFL and NHL respectively, they've had relative success. So I agree with you, Nissal. From a business perspective, it's it's it seems probably the easiest of all of these teams to to get an expansion team. Yeah, it has a real like no brainer type of vibe to it, just from the business standpoint for sure. Well, guys, I actually have a little bit of a surprise hot take for you guys. Ooh, oh. hot take alert! I actually think going to Vegas is a terrible idea for the NBA. Oh, and I I think yes, I get it. There's a market there. It's a relatively famous city. That's fine. It's so close to LA already. Vegas, people who live in Vegas are already all Lakers fans. Let's be honest. There's a reason that whenever there's any kind of uh, sports betting involving the Lakers, you have to always account for the fact that a lot of Lakers money is pouring in because everyone there already, they already root for the Lakers, right? So you're not adding anything new. The other thing is, Vegas is this big city, but it's a big city in terms of like people traveling into it. It's not like it is this massive population of people who are just living there day to day, just living in Vegas, going to games all the time. It's just like an attraction for people coming abroad. So I, I question whether it'll actually be able to develop a kind of passionate fan base you need. Like I would rather have, I'm like the NBA, I'd rather find a city where people there are going to care about it the way that Portland cares about it, the way that Salt Lake cares about their team. Even the way that Sacramento cares about their team, as opposed to a place where, yeah, they'll sell out because there'll be you know something to do when you go to Vegas, but you'll never have that fan base that builds a connection to the city in, in quite the same way. I my only counter to that is I think the NBA is different from a lot of other leagues. If you look at it, like the NBA is the ultimate league for the casual sports fan, right? Like it's the ultimate league of just watching highlights. You know, let me just watch a game with with a bud and and not have too much investment in a given team, but have an investment in players. And I think just the tourism that Vegas generates, I just think the league is over, is very focused on the overall growth of the sport, right? And I think Vegas offers an opportunity for growth, um, maybe outside of you know Mexico City, um, to really actually just grow the sport to new fans. I mean, you're right; they might not generate a a super local, passionate um, Las Vegas fan base, but I'm not necessarily sure that's where the NBA's head is at these days. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, but I think that's the sort of short-sighted reason why the NBA finds itself behind some of the other major sports. I, I mean, I, I think, yes, you can sell out a Las Vegas arena, right? But the way that you get to where the NFL is or where English Premier League is, is to have 
fan bases that really care and are invested. Like how many cities that have multiple teams is basketball the most popular like team in the city? Like I, I could think of really just Los Angeles. Um, and to the extent that you can build out in a place that has a, attracts a different group of fans in, that's what I think the NBA's head should be. I do agree with you that Las Vegas is the most likely place where this is going to go, but it's also the place I least want to go out of all the options we've discussed so far. It's interesting because I, I I think the the argument you're making about what the NBA should do, I think that's a losing fight, and I feel like that's not a fight that I'm not that I'm confident in the NBA winning. I, I think the NBA, at least at least domestically, right? I think again when you talk about international opportunities to Mexico City and China and everything, I, I think there is opportunities to to just to have that fervor for you know a specific franchise, but. At a local level, I feel like it's a, it's a challenge for the NBA to really, you know, instill this, you know, like Boston, LA, or New York like culture about the sports teams the way you know the Knicks, the Celtics do. Um, but what we are seeing with the trend with the NBA over the last five to ten years is the NBA has just become this omnipresent sport. It's a three sixty five day a year sport um, where people can just casually, you know. F- learn what their what the star players are doing you know they you can watch an easy highlight reel like the nba just excels in that in a way that other sports leagues don't and i feel like vegas is the perfect representation of that i think both points are pretty well taken but i just wanted to add just because i think it's it's pretty interesting i feel like you could do a lot of cool things with the las vegas name as far as like actually building a team there i mean I, i feel like this is probably a very obvious one but las vegas aces what do you guys think of that I mean, there's so many. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. There's gonna be there's gonna be no shortage of things. Uh, you know, if, if Las Vegas is a team, that's definitely a positive for them. I'll give them that. Well, guys, why don't we close out talking about two cities that have legitimate NBA history that are a bit of dark horse candidates? They've been mentioned, but I I, I don't think they're favorites or even close to being favorites. And that's Kansas City and and Baltimore. So Kansas City has legitimate basketball history with the Kansas City Royals, which eventually became the Sacramento Kings. As we've seen with the, with the Chiefs, they have you know a really huge and passionate fan base, uh, at least in, in football, and, and there's a chance for that to happen in basketball. And Baltimore, uh, they had the Baltimore Bullets from 1963 to 1973, where they eventually then moved to Washington and then rebranded to the Wizards in 97. Uh, Baltimore Bullets was probably... Uh, both a very appropriate and also a very sad name for, <laughs> for that city. Um, but what do you think about these these teams? Um, I, I like the Kansas City mention. Uh, like you said, a lot of good basketball history there. They have a great college program with the Jayhawks. Um, and I do also believe they have another uh, college team there in Kansas as well. That's not as notable. But basketball definitely circulates in that city. Um, as far as Baltimore goes, yep. Uh Fitting name, like you, you suggested. But um, if I had to choose between the two, I would definitely go more so to Kansas just because of uh, for the reasons of the fan base as well. I, I do think that uh, they can garner a lot more attention there than they can in Baltimore right now. But that's just my opinion. I have yeah, a but- real hard time seeing Baltimore just because it's an hour away from D.C. It's not too far away from Philly. Um, so... It's it's not that I don't see the value there, but compared to some of the other cities we're talking about, um, I just have a hard time envisioning Baltimore, but who knows, I guess. But Nissel, there's an NFL team in Washington and in Baltimore. There's an MLB team in Washington and in Baltimore. So it's not like the Washington-Baltimore thing 
that stopped other sports from, you know, having two teams because Baltimore is a huge city. Maryland is a passionate, they have, they have a huge population. Uh, and the DMV, I think, should have more than one team. There are also three states where people are moving to more and more from the Northeast to the DMV. And for those who know, DMV is DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, and that's why a lot of teams have already put two uh, sports teams in Maryland and in DC. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, your point is well taken, and I, and, I, and I definitely think they have a they have a case for expansion, and you know wh- whatever their uh, their folder is in, in the NBA league office, I, there's definitely a case there, right? Um, I just have a hard time seeing the case if you're only picking two over the next couple of years. Um, but I, no, it's it's definitely well taken. Look, I love Baltimore, right? I mean, if you go to a Baltimore Ravens game, you you can see why the city of Baltimore deserves a, an NBA team. I agree with what Nissal is saying to an extent. You know, Philly, D.C., they're right there. But it kind of goes along with what you were saying, AC, about how the NBA needs to look at trends. Where are people moving? Where are younger fans going to be? And Baltimore, part of the DMV, is absolutely a place that the NBA should look into moving. Now, is it possible that this round of expansion teams will um, land in Baltimore? I don't know if they have future ones. I think Baltimore has a lot of potential that is a little underrated. As far as Kansas City is concerned, Kansas City already has an NFL team and an MLB team. But if you're going to go with a city like that, why not just go to Louisville? Yeah, or even like Pittsburgh or something for that matter, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Pittsburgh, you they, can make they, a have, they have everything but a basketball team in Pittsburgh. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing Kansas City has going for them is that they have an arena that is already paid for and everything that the NBA could play it. But I, I really, aside from that, I just feel like if you're going to Kansas City, talk about – go back to Louisville, go, go and talk about Pittsburgh. I, I just don't see Kansas City as a viable option. All right, guys. Well, then just to wrap up, let's – just talk briefly who are your two teams that are going to be our nba expansion teams that are going to be announced hopefully in a year or so ah damn that that's really tough i think realistically i would say seattle and probably ooh, it's tough but probably gonna have to say kansas city i i think kansas city has a good chance i would say vancouver because you know those are my guys there too but like it doesn't seem likely though for me, I think the most likely um, is Seattle and uh, Vegas. And what I would personally want is Vegas and Mexico City. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's pretty clearly the Seattle Supersonics. And I'm going to come up with the name, the Las Vegas, uh, I don't know, Crab Shooters. I'm with... Nissal in spirit. I want the league to go anywhere that the game can be expanded to the max. Of course, you know, there are many limitations to that. Yeah, for me, I mean, Seattle is a must. It's a wrong that was done to that city by the NBA, and it needs to be corrected. It's for the benefit of the NBA. It's a huge media market. It has to happen. And so the Sonics are the number one. And I think I do agree with you guys that Vegas is probably very likely to happen. But I would rather it be like Mexico City or Vancouver. So I'm going to go with Vancouver because I think it's a little bit more likely. So I would say Seattle and Vancouver is my two. Hey. 
All right, guys, we're wrapping up for today. Um, we're going to have to see what's going to happen with the NBA, right? Who knows what COVID changes? Who knows what Adam's going to decide? But these are some interesting times, and there's a lot of basketball to be played, and a couple more cities are going to be added probably. So till next time, please rate, subscribe, and like our shit. And we'll see you next time. Absolutely. See you later, guys. Peace.